Well, don't fuck shit and piss yourselves, guys. We're talking about ratings. So put on to your asses. Well, thank you for uh, tuning the fuck in to this episode of the Fantastic Mr. <laughs> Podcast. If you can't uh, guess already, you're a dumbass because we're talking about ratings and all the filth that comes with it. I'm nice. here. I'm Jerome Kramers with my wonderful co-hosts, Justin Strange and Zach Briggs. Say hey, guys. Hello. Uh, so how many F-words were uttered in that intro and after? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't fucking know, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making this hard for Justin. That's what she said. Have to edit all this. <laughs> yeah, you could think you maybe uh, for a podcast, it's going to be some uh, rule to allow. At least I mean, one. we're rated explicit anyway, right? Yeah, totally. Well, this episode for sure. <laughs> especially, especially now that I know what's going on. This is our. I don't know ratings. if I'm going to use it the whole time. Just, just every once in a while, I'll just lay out a, a whole bunch. And uh, mom, dad, if you're listening, I, I apologize. <laughs> it's for the podcast. It's for the. It's, po- for, it's for art, mom. It's, it's, yeah, it's, for, it's art. for art. It's for fart. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Which so uh, we, you know, we're talking uh, about ratings. Know, fun fact: one of the uh, movies with the highest. Uh, I'll say grossing that's not the right word but like the highest amount of swear words and like f-bombs in it is mm-hmm. the wolf of wall street leonardo DiCaprio. um i think it has an average of like one f-bomb every 18 seconds something like that like it's absolutely filthy yeah i remember seeing that movie back when it came out and i wasn't no surprised by the, <laughs> the amount of f-bombs drop but it could it kind of it didn't really bother me but it was like, it wasn't necessary. Well, for those of you who don't know, um, we'll give a little background of what uh, the MPAA rating is, or MPA, so uh, movie uh, words. Words, words are hard. Um, I'm going to start over. For those of you who don't know, uh, give you a little background on the Motion Picture Association, what it is and what it does. The, most sh- the Motion Picture <laughs> Association... Motion Picture Association is an organization put together to film your movies, see? <laughs> and says how many swear words and sexual windows are within the film, and they tell you what kind of rating goes into it. It makes and sense. I said that this as a joke, but that is essentially the gist. Yeah, 1922 accent fits. You sound like um, the vending machines from Bioshock. <laughs> <laughs> Come get your Nuka-Cola. No, that's... That's uh, that's a fallout. That's fallout. Um... But yeah, the uh, the Motion Picture Association, or MPA for short, is essentially an organization that uh, puts the ratings you see in front of the movies. So if you watch a trailer or something online, and uh, it's a commercial for a movie you want to watch, and then it has a little green banner or blue banner sometimes. That sometimes like red banner, yeah. Sometimes red banner. Red banner, yeah. We'll talk about those in a minute. Uh, it basically just like, say, G, general audience, PG, et cetera, et cetera. And it basically just is like, how dirty is this film how explicit it's basically for parents to uh kind of have some guidance over what their kids walk wa- watch watch um, um and uh if i don't talk like a chicken wah, wah. um but it's basically just gives parents a guide on what's in the movie uh in general senses so it will generally say like pg-13 for sexual into windows graphic violence scary images etc cetera, etc cetera. and a parent can be like oh i don't want my kid associated or 
experiencing a whole bunch of swear words or a whole bunch of language or a whole bunch of, you know, into Windows. So was it formed initially because of parents' concerns about film? Um, no, I don't think so, actually. Um, before the motion picture uh, system, it was actually uh, the Hayes Code. Uh, and the Hayes Code came before the Motion Picture Association. So the MPA is actually kind of a, a rebirth and rebrand of the code. Is And that was from the 1920s. Um, and basically, uh, it was after this huge scandal in the 1920s um, where like uh, there was a murder of an actress, an alleged rape of a popular movie star. And they basically um, sat down and said like, uh, if we're going to do this, we're going to have rules. And at the same time, the Supreme Court um, basically said that uh, motion pictures did not fall under the avenue of free speech so that they could be restricted. They could have guidelines put on it. And so uh, it, it just kind of became a perfect storm of the general populace saying, hey, if we're going to have movies, we're going to have this new art form and it's really getting serious now, then we're going to have some guidelines to, to go by this. And this man by the name of William Hayes basically put together a uh, code of don'ts and be carefuls. They called it the formula. And I'll read you a couple of uh, some items off that list. This is from 1927. Don'ts and be carefuls as proposed in 1927. Um, for those of you listeners who are curious, this is from Wikipedia. You can go to Wikipedia and look up the Hayes Code. Um, so number one was pointed profanity, either by title or lip, either by title or lip. See, uh, this includes words at the time, um, God, Lord, Jesus, Christ, uh, unless they were used reverently in connection with proper religious connotations. Hell, son of a bitch, damn God, um, and any other profane or vulgar expression, however it was spelled. So I guess they're still having... Uh, silent films at this time so i guess i guess someone thought they're going to be clever kind of like how kids are with video games today and like misspell shit (laughs) (laughs) like spell shithead with a plus or a cross symbol um it also included uh anything that suggested nudity uh in fact or noted in this list silhouette that was another clever way those dirty Dumb folks are trying to poison our children's minds. Uh, Illegal traffic, any inference of sex perversion, white slavery. That's very interesting. Hmm. Interesting. White slavery. How about white slavery? How about homosexuality? Uh, I'm curious. That was a word for sexual enslavement of white women. Hmm. Oh, wow. Not the homosexuality, Uh, but the white slavery. White slavery. Uh, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sex hygiene. Children, sex oranges, ridicule of the clergy, uh, willful offense of any nation, race, or creed. What is sex hygiene? Um, I assume that probably has to do with like menstrual pads. Oh, periods, okay. taking gotcha. care of your hoo-hahs. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. It also had a whole bunch of uh, a, a huge list of like be carefuls, like. You know, if you do this list, you know, you might uh, be on the bad end. Yeah, a lot of uh, references and protections of uh, like religious terms and tones, it seems. They also had a uh, whole lot of like be careful. So like the use of firearms, theft, robbery, 
um, sympathy for criminals, sedition, uh, apparent cruelty to children or animals, branding, as in like physical branding of people, the sale of women or women selling their virtue. So, uh, you know, hookers, and stuff, yeah. uh, ladies on the street of girls, surgical operations. Um, and that was that was uh, labeled as the formula. That was the formula that filmmakers are supposed to use. And around like 1966, 1968, Jack Valenti, this is also from Wikipedia article, the Motion Picture Association film rating system, for those of you who are interested. Uh, Jack Valenti, who became president, um, deemed that the production code, the Hayes Code that was in place at that time, was an out-of-date uh, system bearing the odious smell of censorship. So he said about making a revised edition that is still used today. So that's the PG, PG-13 and all that? Yeah. That's the GPG um, rated R. And there's been some changes to that system a little bit. Like they've changed the why some of them are uh, R rated and they've changed some things from like M to NC-17 and things like that. But the general uh, or excuse me, not M, excuse me, the X uh, was replaced by NC-17. Oh, that's but the cool. general rules for that uh, has omitted or has, has stayed. So what do you guys think? I'm curious about like um, just just popped in my head like about movie theaters that show porn like you know because that was a thing back in the day yeah yeah and I wonder how long it took for that to be because I've never really you know looked it up or anything but I wonder how long it took for that to kind of be eradicated eventually and if I I doubt it was because of this Hayes code to the this you know the code we use today. Because it sounds like that changed. When did that change again? Uh, it changed from the Hayes Code to the MPA in the mid '60s. It says uh, 1968. So I'm wondering. I'm going to look it up when porn theaters kind of stopped. <laughs> I've never uh, delved into the annals of uh, cinematic cinematic porn myself. But I've never uh, either. I mean, because it, when did not... it begin? Oh, yeah. when did por- the with well, cinematic like pornography porn. bro yeah. they had silent film porn with music like, uh yeah like the porn Adult industry really is what like kicked off with your PhD film in general they would have um oh i don't remember what they're called they essentially well you can think of, they had holes in the wall that's essentially what they were where the men can see it all then yeah that's kind of like we think of today like they look through like a gate, looking at a window, but really, they had holes in a wall, kind of like um, kind of like, like a, you like see a today, uh, like maybe not even today, but like um, the little goggles you'd have in like the '90s with like pictures, and you click the button, and it yeah, it's like a kind of like a um, Nickelodeon, I think. Yeah, like the little Will you have little pictures in them, and you just kind of click it, and it goes through the slides. They had those. Yep. There was a little hole in the wall, with a little window, and it was essentially just this little tiny screen that played pornographic yeah. films. So ever since the beginning, my guy. Yeah, I mean, it's called the kinetoscope and it's like well, from what I'm thinking of, it's like a it's its own standalone thing. Um and I don't know if they show porn on this. I assume they probably did. <laughs> um well, and I say porn, I, I'm sure it's it's more like just like girls being um like getting undressed or stuff like that. Um, no, it was no. I, full on, I full have, on. It was Gross. full on. 
Well, the kinetoscope, um, and I, I couldn't remember the name of it, but I've taught this in, in class before. It's like it's stand, a standalone thing where you walk up and you pay money to, and it's almost like little goggles on the top and you stick your eyes in there and you can see stuff being projected inside. Um, it's, it's kind of what, it's what you're making me think of. I don't know if necessarily, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's like its own standalone thing. There are, there are rooms. It's almost like an arcade, you know, we walk in and there's several of them and you, you each go to your own and kind of see what's going on. Cause you know, fi- uh, silent films didn't last that long back then, especially on these devices. You couldn't watch an hour long movie on it. For one thing, you wouldn't be able to be like playing a virtual boy. You know, you got your eyes shoved up into a, a headset essentially, and it's going to give you headaches. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty interesting the way they had, they were kind of watching, uh, movies back then. And so that's what, that's what that makes me think of is those kinetoscopes. And that's, and that's basically what it was is, uh, is it was kind of started with that. And I, full disclosure, I don't have all the details in this because again, I have not really explored that in depth. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Maybe that could be, maybe that could be an episode. I mean, I didn't mean to, it just, it just, you know, you were talking about, you know, the, the way things changed and stuff and how, but it looks like, you know, adult movie theaters stayed up through the seventies. Um, and that, that sounds about right where, you know, it kind of throughout the seventies, maybe just stopped around the eighties, especially the nineties. Um, so there's a picture and it's uh, of a theater and it's called, they're called stag films. Best stag film yet. Mona. Huh. Mona. Mona is the yeah, name tracks. of the movie. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Isn't that a Disney show? Yeah, totally. A Mo- Moana. <laughs> Aww. From Mona <laughs> to Moana. So, yeah, that's interesting. The of history. Yeah. So, I think Rated X probably was like linked to like pornography. You made it. That's why they changed it to MC. Yes. MC yeah, that's precisely why. They wanted, they essentially wanted a designation that was saying, you know, no children allowed. But it is also not full on porn, yeah. and they also had a lot of confusion between the rating system of X and the triple X, which had become associated with straight up pornography. Yeah. And so there's a lot of confusion from the parents, obviously, who are like, "Is my kid going to go see an X rated? Is this an X rated, or is this a porn?" And so they changed it up to make it a little more. They clarify yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Make it a little What's less. interesting to me is like how they rate movies. Like, what? Who? Who is the team behind mysterious these? people? And it is very mysterious. There's only um, I did some research on it. There's only four uh, public uh, members of the board. They talk with media. They're essentially the mouthpieces for the organization. Um, and the rest of the organization is is completely anonymous. It's completely, you know, uh, behind the curtain. We don't know who they are. But um, what's the importance of that? Well, the importance anonymity. of it is I think it prevents anyone from being bribed or, you know, harassed, perhaps harassed, bribed, uh, swayed one way or another. Like, I know if I was a filmmaker um and then i thought my movie should be pg-13 and they said it was rated r you know and i knew who was making those ratings well then i just might you know i just might show up on the doorstep you know with Mm -hmm. with a gift or a uh (laughs) a bag of money you know (laughs) yeah something 
Remember so Terminator? Remember Terminator? There's, I mean, you see Sarah Connor like full frontal nudity and having sex, and then that movie's like rated PG. I swear, maybe it's a really? PG thirteen. Yeah, there, there was definitely some like wiggle room on Take that. Uh, on what was rated yeah. at the time. It certainly has become more strict nowadays. Why is um, like, that? There Why is that a evolved? lot of movies from the seventies who? that really should be rated R today. I know yeah, Jaws totally. is one of them. Jaws is probably the most uh, obvious example. That is a terrifying movie for a lot of people. It, it was scary even for adults. And that movie's rated PG. It's a PG movie. It seems like there's a little bit of like movies back in the day, you know, be rated PG or PG-13, but it's like, it's like you sit your kids down to watch it and you're like, wait a minute, this, yeah. <laughs> this isn't a movie that they should be watching. And, um, I want to say that happened or I watched, a, you know, I watched a movie, um, you know, that I was going to show high school students and I'm like, this isn't, I'm not going to show this to them. I haven't watched movies like birth of a nation, the, the new birth of a nation movie. Um, it's rated, it's rated R, but, and, and it's not, I'm not saying that it's like, not it shouldn't be rated r it's totally rated r it needs to be rated r but the issue was like it was about you know slavery and and stuff like that and i teach at a black college and i was like even for for that like the way they were treated like they were like taking chisels it was so disgusting taking chisels and knocking their teeth out you know and they're slaves and i was like Oh, like, this is disturbing. Yeah, it's very. It was very disturbing, and I was like, "This isn't something that anybody should watch." But to be fair, the you know the director is black, and this is kind of his his interpretation of of you know the times back then and stuff. And not saying it's not historically accurate or anything. It's just like I'm not going to make college kids watch this movie. You know, I'll find something that can give the same message, and it's not as it's not as grotesque almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, some things can be rated R. It seems like it should be rated R. It's it's supposed to be rated R, but it's still like a little too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think NC-17 is one of the interesting and rare ratings when it comes to film. Yeah, it seems like most people don't. It seems like they don't want to just hand out NC-17s unless they have to. You know, like the last movie I watched, and you've seen this movie too, Zach, is Blonde. I knew it. I knew you were going to talk about it. I knew you were going to talk about Blonde. As soon that as, movie was as so as good. Ratings, as that soon as we brought up ratings, I'm like, oh, these guys no, didn't talk about Blonde. There's no an, way. Despite it was, a, it was a movie based off a fictional uh, account from an author who wrote a book about Marilyn Monroe's life, and people are up in arms over that. Like, Why would you create um, a, a movie based on this uh, somewhat fictional account of her life. But aside from that, no, it's an artistic masterpiece in my mind, just from visually acting. It's, it's, it's a nightmare of this actress uh, that's up and coming. And you see what she goes through, uh, through the, the hells of Hollywood and uh, the, you know, a, a strange relationship with the president of the United States. I could see why it was, I could see why it earned its NC-17 rating for like scenes of sexual abuse and is about rape, uh, and just not even aside from the the sexual uh, assault scenes, just just this overwhelming, exhausting darkness that this 
drapes over the audience. I feel like when you're watching it, it's very, it's not a, a movie. It's not your typical biopic. No, it's, it's not a movie for children under 17. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> well, it's not. yeah, I would, I would agree. Like not anybody, the, you have to be, it's like the movie. Mother. Dreadful. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if y'all seen the movie mother, but it's a Darren Aronofsky film. And like, you have to be kind of a, a certain type of person to watch those kind of movies where things that are just straight up kind of disturbing, which just, yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, I guess you could yeah, I, be, I feel like that would be a, an accurate. Yeah. I guess you, you, those movies. you could, you definitely could be masochist, but I like to think that I'm not a masochist, but I do enjoy it. You you really are hard on for uh, the human is centipede. This, is this cause I was late for the podcast today? No. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. I do like things that are disturbing. I can't help it. I mean, it's just interesting because it's like, if you, if you think about it, I mean, it's art and like, yeah, I enjoy it because they, those it's directors, art, <laughs> uh, why is his mouth sewn to another man's anus? Yeah. If it's I would, I wouldn't ever know. try to really defend the human centipede as being art. Um, but I think, let me rephrase that. I do think it's some kind of art. Not you know, like saying you're not going to try to defend it. You were sure trying to defend. Yeah, it I, I, I was now. just I had to I had to stop. I had to backtrack because like <laughs> it is art Um, because, you know, anything that a, a person takes from their mind and puts it on some sort of published paper screen, whatever I would think is considered some kind of art, depending on, you know, well, not really it's depending execution. on execution. Yeah, I mean, I guess it. It's kind of hard to explain. I mean, it's. I art. don't think anything that comes it's out of somebody's onto the paper is, you know, qualifies as art. But that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, it's somebody's art, right? And like, even if you don't consider it art, somebody out there considers the human centipede art, right? It, I bet that I bet there's at least one person out in this world that considers human centipede this masterpiece, experimental and art. I mean, yeah, and so like, I don't even know where I was going with this, Jake. Um, I know. Bo I was, Bo about was afraid is another. How about example. let's reel this back in? Let's okay. put that off to the side. We know your love for the human centipede. <laughs> you love you love mouth it's, the anus. That's it's fine. more. It's more like to the, each his own. The the disturbing. Oh, no, I bet the way more than that. the way the people react scene. to the human centipede. I guess is what it is. It's like I don't know how to explain it's a, it. It's a social mm-hmm. experiment. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it because you know. I tell you what. Let's get back on track. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the rating system. I was talking about the rating system somehow. It came, okay. That stemmed from the rating system. I just don't remember what it was. That very long stem. <laughs> it came it anyway. Came, it came from it. Anyway, the uh systems basically broke up into five different ratings today. And that is G, general audience, PG, parental guidance suggested. General audience. Kenobi. Uh parents strongly cautioned as PG thirteen. R restricted an NC seventeen. That is no children under seventeen. Um, and they, so, they had to. I had to show my freaking ID when I before I saw Blonde. Yeah, it's like it's like, it's like really. It's like yeah. buying alcohol, 29. but movies. I would have loved I was, to I was, have seen. I was a little Blonde annoyed by that, to be honest. Um, so we were talking a little bit about the organization that makes these ratings. And I did find an interview with one of the mouthpieces, and it's super interesting. So, for instance, the panel, outside of these four mouthpiece, you know, uh, individuals who work within the industry, um, the rest of the MPA panel is made up of full-time 
and part-time employees who don't have any other relations to the entertainment industry. So they're not associated in film or work for media companies. It could be just random Joe Blow off the street, basically. Yeah, they they take a a swath of the American culture and have them anonymously rate these movies. Most of the candidates to be selected, to be selected, candidates must have a child between the ages of 5 and 15. So you have to be... uh, it's anonymous. You have to have children. And their goal is to uh, get a diverse group of people from race, gender, ethnicity, geographical upbringing, religious views, political views. So basically, they try to take, you know, the whole swath of American people who are parents and have them watch movies. Um, they watch three films a day, which can you imagine they're getting paid to, to watch movies and That's they have awesome. to be on the lookout uh, for things such as sex, nudity, language, violence, uh, distressing themes. Basically, they go to these these parents and say, you know, use your history and your parental intuition and give us what you think this movie should be should be rated. Isn't that interesting? It is. At IMDb, they have the descriptions of from parental like from parents and it shows the descriptions of why a movie's rated a certain way and it goes into each like sex and nudity and it'll have the various scenes described yeah. quite descriptively i wonder where they get that information is it just random parents reviewing the movies like imdb that imdb is, that is user different. generated yeah, user generated yeah yeah but that's user like, generated i feel like as mpa should have a similar uh, resource for people um, since it's like official, official. Growing up as a uh, homeschooled child in the Bible Belt, a uh, heavy source of uh, information for my family came from a focus on the family. They're a religious, quasi-religious group that go into all sorts of, you know, uh, media and stuff and they had they had like a christian panel they had they had like their own christian mpa that basically did what imbd imdb does um but it was like the quote-unquote like official like jesus sanctioned like rating system for parents and so they would have movies um and they would not only uh, give the ratings and suggestions based off like the MPA, like how much sex violence there is, but also any themes that might like that parents might need to have a conversation with their kids about. Like, why are they gay people? Why are there two men kissing in the film, mommy? Why are there, you know, uh, wh- why are they having sex before marriage? Things like that. They're like, you know, be on the lookout for these sin causing, you know, shenanigans. And that was like, so whenever we rented a movie, we had to go to that first. That's interesting. And before we were allowed to go to like Blockbuster. When I worked at the library, um, people would check movies out. There was actually this specific family. And uh, and I got to know the daughter um, pretty well because she was in there all the time. Um, And so her daughter was under 18. She was probably 14 or 15. And so she would come in and. She'd be like, hey, we want to rent this movie. Can you tell me about it? And specifically, like, it might be rated PG-13, but why is it rated PG-13? So I'd have to do what you're talking about, Zach, where I'd have to go to IMDb and say, okay, it's rated PG-13 because there is some, like, 
some nudity, but or there is some swearing or something like that. Um, so that made me think of that and how cautious you know parents will be to the point where they're like, I need you to tell me all about this movie before I before I check it out. And so yeah, yeah. So how about Harry Potter? Like use the magic. Would that be condoned oh, or or not? It depends on the family. Or I guess. Are, are we talking about just general audience or like Bible like Belt? The Bible Belt Christians. Yeah, the, the religious. Oh, bro, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't even allowed to look at the book until I was eighteen. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I haven't touched like, the book. My legitimately, my experience with Harry Potter was pirating PDFs <laughs> and reading them <laughs> under the covers. On my iPod Touch, my little three-inch iPod Touch, because that was the only way I could experience Harry Potter, and I and I would stay up all night reading Harry Potter. Wow! I read like the first alone in that. I read the first uh like five books on iPod Touch. Wow, that's that's dedication, man. Innovation. Good for you. Yeah. You yeah, took a totally. risk. <laughs> you sure did, man. I mean, at least you had the iPod Touch and you didn't have to print it out and get oh, a flashlight. Parents, they didn't even want like they didn't even want me to have the iPod Touch. They were scared that that was going to find stuff. Oh, for like a good year whenever I gave SAS to my parents, they're like, "That iPod Touch is like ruining you." You know, like, "Yeah, it is, mom." <laughs> yeah. Go, <laughs> uh, I turned out. Now look at me. Well, kudos to you for like I mean, not kudos for going against your parents or your parents, <laughs> you but it's like disobeying your parents. Good job. <laughs> but it's like, dude, Harry, it's Harry Potter. And like, I didn't yeah. read Harry Potter till I was a, a full fledged adult. And uh, I didn't watch the first movie I saw was Order of the Phoenix, you know? So like, I wish I would have got in on the on the ground a dark, floor. A dark we literally, movie to start so with. this is going to sound. And if no, it's going to be fire. one of those things where like, if if you grew up in this culture, you'd understand where I'm coming from. And I'm sure to you guys and everyone else this is going to sound ridiculous. But as a way, God, this sounds so stupid. As a way of asserting my adulthood, this is, I swear to God, this is true. As a way of asserting my adulthood, when I turned 18, me and my sister went and rented Harry Potter. That's hilarious. Stone. Instead of buying cigarettes, you went and, and rented it, Harry Potter. And you, didn't even, back, you didn't even buy and Harry brought Potter. brought it back and watched it on our parents' TV. Oh, jeez. they could do about it because we were adults. Yeah. Were they home at the time? They were. My mom, she was like, it was really funny. My mom was like so upset. And then about halfway <laughs> through the movie, I looked out and she was like peeking out of the kitchen. And you're like, like peek like peek in he's and all out. grown up and then by time the movie but no by time the movie ended she was sitting on the back of the couch and she's like because she had the second one." Oh wow she wanted to watch it yeah she wanted to watch it we've seen all of them now she loves it yeah yeah wow. my mom was was like that but like she never did anything about it so like we could jordan my brother um he would listen to uh you know, like Metallica and Pantera and, and Mudvayne and stuff like that. Stuff that it could be deemed satanic in her mm. words. And so she'd be like, turn that satanic stuff off all the time. <laughs> but then, like, she wouldn't do anything about it. She wouldn't, like, take it or anything. So we just either we just turn it off and then turn it back on later or turn it down or something like that. But she never, like, took it. Like, I owned an Eminem CD that she bought me. She didn't know what she was buying to be fair. But um, I, I was like, mom, can I get this CD? And it was Eminem. And so she bought that for me. And like, so, I mean, I didn't, I, I wasn't as um, sheltered as you were, Jake. Yeah. Like 
but like because you know we watched um like my brother liked lord of the rings and stuff and so that's got magic it's i don't really know if lord that, of the rings was totally acceptable that's interesting my family loved lord of the rings but i do know and that I, go ahead i'm sorry no i was gonna you're probably gonna say what i was gonna say which is like J.R. tolkien was a christian and there's lots of like he incorporated oh yeah, yeah. Quote, unquote, no. christian themes within the lord of the yeah. rings no, same, no. Deal with, same deal with uh narnia totally oh, yeah narnia. Mm-hmm. i was gonna say that i knew that there were like issues with the books when they came uh talking about uh, harry potter now with the books when they came out as far as like christianity goes because magic witches and stuff and it's kind yeah. of the same with dungeons and dragons like i was like 20 24 years old when i first played dungeons and dragons and I told my mom and she was like, you, you need to stop playing that game. It's about demons and blah, 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 blah. And you're going to, and I'm just like, mom. And uh, I did stop playing shortly after that, but it wasn't because of that. It was because I found the game really boring at that time. I mean, I'm playing it now, but like at the time it was because it was role playing and, you know, we got to a, like a, a pub and we had to literally like have conversations with each other in character. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh. oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this is something we have to do. Yeah, I'm not interested. And so the next week I was like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to do this now. I, I would do it like yeah. I've been playing campaigns for months now. And so um, but yeah, with the Harry Potter, like I'm sure I could have brought it home and watched it. And my mom might have gotten mad, but she wouldn't have done anything about it. Yeah. So getting back to the ratings, there's five ratings. Um, we went through them. G's basically, there's no nudity, no sex, violence. That's for babies, right? Bluey. Babies. Well, and you, and you have like Disney Pixar and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's like, think of your, your, your quintessential toddler baby children's film, like right. Winnie the Pooh. Even that might be PG. Like G is vanilla. Um, PG is <laughs> a step above. It might include include some profanity, uh, a little bit of violent, like you know, characters slapping each other, um, brief nudity, like you know, like a little butt slip or something, like before they jump into the <laughs> pool, something played for laughs, for giggles. Butt slip. Yeah, it depends on the tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does depend on the tone. Um, PG thirteen is gets a little stronger. Uh, there's more violence, nudity, sensuality. Um, so like they don't actually have sex, but like characters are definitely flirting with each other. Definitely like. You know, heavy petting involved, that kind of stuff. Um, profane and uh, language, more mature themes. Rated R goes into like the really explicit stuff where you're like, oh, those, those are two people having sex. That guy just got his head cut off, things like that. And then NC-17 is like, you need to be an adult to watch this. Um, mm-hmm. was what about unrated? What makes them? Go ahead, Zach. What about unrated? Well, movies. unrated is un- unrated is unrated because they've released movies in the theaters in the U.S. I've seen that well, they, are unrated. It's possible they just hadn't nailed down a rating for it, but I don't know why they would release it if it wasn't rated. Because then, who who the heck are you supposed to let in this movie? <laughs> you know, let anyone. I think it was one of those. Yeah. It was one. Of, it was one of those Christmas horror um, movies with the robotic Santa Claus with the '80s aesthetic. I think I think was unrated. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. but um cannibal holocaust from 1980 was an italian made movie and it depicts lots of nudity of tribal individuals cannibal uh cannibal holocaust and there's lots of nudity of tribal people and actual depictions of animals being being killed like yeah. real killed and there was a lot of controversy I, in the United States. It was unrated in other countries. It received uh, various ratings based on their systems. 
Yeah, I watched a movie called The Green Inferno in which the the director from of that movie kind of got the idea and was inspired by this movie that you're talking about, Zach. And I remember mm-hmm. watching it and I thought and um, I was reading, you know, because IMDb also has like trivia that people can can uh, up, upload to it if they want. And so um, I was reading some of the trivia and one of the trivia talked about this. That's why I even learned about it. And this movie I've yet to say. Have you seen it, Zach? No, I, 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 I watch I watched the trailer in some clips on YouTube. Yeah, I mostly like video it. essays about why it's so controversial. Yeah, yes, yeah, so Zach, you you asked, you will make some movie unrated. It's like if it hasn't been rated yet, or and why or was it, why wouldn't it be rated? Is it because I mean, what, what happens? What leads well, to an unrated a film? So so a film that does not submit itself, that has not been submitted for a rating, just gets labeled as unrated so it doesn't necessarily mean that this movie is like a really filthy film or has lots of bad stuff in it it just means that they didn't go through the process of having the mpa watch it and review it that's all it means Hmm. um you can have a perfectly friendly family friendly film that doesn't go through the mpa process and it'll come out as an unrated film yeah if if the film incentive yeah um yeah exactly um if if you watch a trailer and sometimes they'll say like this film is not yet rated that just means that it hasn't been assigned yet so yeah. it's gone through the process and it just hasn't received a, an official nomenclature from sure. the mpa yeah I think that creates creates an allure to for me to want to watch it even more right I depends agree. on what the movie is yeah i mean i would i like I guess like just kind of cannibal Holocaust just kind of fell off the radar for me. But I remember thinking, I was like, I need to watch this movie. Like, cause it just sounds weird. And you know me, I'm a weirdo. I'm a, I'm a masochist. So I like, I like gross <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I do like gross stuff. I'm, I'm pretty weird, but yeah, we all do to a degree, yeah, to a degree. I would agree, but I guess can, I want to real quick, go back to blonde um, and talk about like <laughs> specific scenes well no 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 of i just want to know <laughs> i want to know what makes that nc-17 like what what in there just because of the sex and the drugs no i it's, would it's, it's the sexual it's the nature of the the sexual assault say, and the rape yeah it's it's the manner it's not just the fact that have you seen it Jake? sexual situation i haven't seen it but mm-hmm. i've read views it and the synopsis of it mm-hmm. and i would say it's not just the fact that they have sex and sexual stuff. in nature it's the context within those of like, yes of being raped of having sexual assault of by a hollywood really producer yeah heavy yeah, yeah. themes even within the context of that sexual nature i need to watch that movie again yeah so president true. taking advantage of you and yeah that, that, that was depicted from his pov that was the uh yeah that was the one scene that that came to mind very disturbing yeah once i once I started talking about it. I thought, oh, yeah, that's true because, you know, she whatever with him and it wasn't necessarily consensual, I don't think. Um, and so um, that's just did. the duration, too. Of yeah. It. I mean, yeah. It was like probably mimicking real life for some individuals. Oh, yeah, <laughs> just, I'm sure. Yeah. But so, okay. it, it, it was intentionally sense. it was intentionally making the audience uncomfortable. Yeah, it was intentionally gratuitous. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the movie. Uh, it's Silent Night, Deadly Night. I recommend everyone to see it. Never just kidding. Um, that's uh, I think the 1984 version, but apparently that movie had to go through multiple 
uh, submissions with MPA because of its it was going to be be unrated, but eventually got earned an R. <laughs> it's interesting how some of these movies that are going to be unrated hmm. and strive to get a rating of some sort. And maybe that helps them uh, financially because maybe theaters will be more willing. What? to pay I'm not for sure. I'm, I'm guessing that's one of the obvious reasons. I'm just re- reading the the um, synopsis of this movie. Can I read it out loud real quick? Which one? Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, go yeah. for it. Little Billy, eighty-four. Yeah, yeah, nineteen eighty-four. Little Billy witnesses his parents getting killed by Santa after being warned by his senile grandpa that Santa punishes those who are naughty. Now Billy's eighteen and out of the orphanage, and has just he has just become Santa himself. Like, <laughs> where does it go from there? I, I, I guess. <laughs> I, sorry, I just need to watch the movie. Uh, that 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 uh, synopsis just like really, I was like pulled me in. You should read the synopsis for Christmas, Bloody Christmas. That was the movie I was actually hoping yeah. to reference. Um, Great movie, by the way. When you went, yeah, I remember when you went and saw it. Um, Dialogue so raw and it really feels improvised. But it's as a, it's a it takes place modern day, but with an eight heavy eighties aesthetic. Oh yeah, and the music's very eighties. I do remember this movie when it came out. Um, I, I don't think this one's rated. It. I don't. I don't see a freaking rating for this movie. This is not. This is not rated. Cut. Not oh. rated on a, on IMDb. So it's possible this is a very independent movie that somehow got a, a theatrical release. Yeah, very limited. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the rules to make a movie rated certain way are, are arbitrary or not. I say arbitrary. They're they're they don't really have like there's not a list in public or like what makes a movie. There should be rated PG 13 rated R. The only rule that I was able to find, um, which is everyone probably already knows this, but um, a PG 13 movie um, can only have one fuck. Yeah, I knew one fuck. You mean the the action or the word? No, the The word word. or specifically the word, the word fuck and not used as referencing the physical Sex. acts it has to be like it has to be out of anger or frustration like, oh, oh darn yeah, yeah it has mm-hmm. to be it has to be like fuck it can't be like hey let's go fuck um well have you guys seen guardians of the galaxy volume three yet yeah yes. the first one yeah. first f-bomb yeah he's like oh just open the fucking door <laughs> so funny it worked yeah. it wasn't it didn't, it didn't seem out of place or no it was feel like they include them very you know they strangely. there was almost uh there was almost a fuck in sandlot in game i believe sandlot <laughs> <laughs> they said shit instead there was oh, uh shit. there was almost an f bomb in end game um that they decided to take out Do you know and, where it was? and james gunn james gunn was able to make it his legacy putting it into the first f bomb well, in marvel I but anyhow I think, they can only have one F, and yeah. it, can, it can't be referencing the sexual activity. If they yeah. have more than one, then immediately becomes rated R. There can be lots of other swearing, yeah. lots of other swearing, um, bitch ass, punk, sex, <laughs> all sorts of stuff, but not, bitch not the punk. one. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> bitch ass. I'm, in, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the uncensoredness that's coming from this episode. Um, lots of things can make it PG-13. Um, side boob. Or a rear end if it's not used in a sexual Side act boob. can can be uh, PG thirteen uh, mm-hmm. violence. Oh, it becomes a lot more realistic of of, of triggering a rated R because of 
how visceral reactions can be with that. And also, this goes back to the NC-17 uh, portion of Uzak. It also uh, denotes here that raiders are to weigh the thematic elements within a film. So it's not just the physical action, it's also thematic elements. Um, so even though there might not be something specifically explicit, such as sexual or violence or language, if the overall tone of the film uh, fills in excess of a certain amount, then it might mm -hmm. also be tagged as a higher rating. Yeah, like Blonde was just overall dread, nightmarish. Yeah. You can um, appeal if you get a rating you don't think's right. You can appeal, but um, most producers have found it easier to simply re-edit re the film. And that's even in an art of itself. For instance, The Lord of the Rings, um, my sister and I, because as we discussed, Lord of the Rings is totally cool in my family. We have like a huge... Um, a huge compendium of the behind the scenes on the extended edition DVDs. Mm -hmm. And so there's like an interview with, uh, uh with, uh, Peter, Peter, Peter Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> my brain, my brain went Peter. far. Yeah. <laughs> Who else? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Peter, Peter Jackson. And he basically, uh, there's a cut, there's a rated R cut of Lord of the Rings somewhere. Um, Oh, that's cool. Because his intention was to, uh, make the violence so visceral and and so authentic that he could get it as close to being a rated R as possible while still being P PG-13. So he actually shot it as a rated R movie and then cut out just enough <laughs> to have it slide by as PG-13. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's, I see it. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not gratuitous violence to me. I mean, it, the blood and gore is limited, um, but there are certainly moments where it's like quite intimate the way someone's dying and it feels like it could be worth maybe a rated R, but it's on the edge. Yeah, I would agree. They do the cuts, the, the not to not show certain things at points, but when Lord of the when Aragorn cuts off the head of the the Urukai warlord that kills uh, Boromir I mean that you see the blood like gushing out of his neck I remember reading an article um essentially like another way that they that they get around this and this is more for TV than it is for movies but I found it interesting all the same is that in the writers room when they propose ideas for television shows they will propose just ridiculously outlandish material and they'll take that to the ratings board and be like, we want to have, you know, I mean, God, imagine how, how what kind of stuff that they, the boys must have pitched to get, uh, to get, uh, what's the seaman freaking the, the breeze or the deep or whatever, having sex with the octopus, but they'll, they'll put something completely <laughs> outlandish. So then when they project, when they, give the idea that they actually want to do that otherwise doesn't, doesn't sound would be bad. considered outlandish, yeah. outlandish it doesn't seem as bad mm -hmm. in comparison That's and funny. so they kind of play this game of overselling and then pulling back to what they want yeah. i found it's, that was interesting too it's kind of yeah it's kind of like um they they give you something so crazy that so that they can get their what they actually want that's that's hilarious that's i mean that's smart yeah kind of like kind of like a kid going to the parents and be like i i got my girlfriend pregnant and they're like oh not really i just you know i gotta see on my report card <laughs> yeah. aren't you happy i could yeah. be out doing drugs like something like that let's, let's talk see. about movies that 
you think should have had a different rating? Dang, I was going to ask that question. So, Go ahead. So, for example, I think the Venom Dang, movie. Zach, mo- you and me. Movies, sharing brains today. That's exactly take, what I was. No, that's yeah, I'll fine, let you dude. take over. I mean, so, so I think Venom, it really felt like an early 2000s superhero movie for like the the first X-Men I had this very classic feel about it. Uh, almost too tame. Yeah. I would it was, agree. it was PG 13. Venom is anti-hero <laughs> that should have been portrayed as the comic book version more closely. Uh, at least are you, what you asking? Think? I think I need to, I need you to clarify. Are you asking what movies have been miscategorized and should be rated R? Cause like, yeah. they're like, it's rated PG and it should be rated R or are you saying this movie should have been made as a rated R movie instead of holding back? I think the Venom I I was reading, I think they, it was originally going to be rated R, but they made edits to fit the wishes of the studio. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I know that they, there were talks about making it, um, Rated R, but yeah, the studio was like, no, we don't, we don't. It's ridiculous. Yet they're yeah. going to be making a Craven the Hunter movie, and it's going to be the first rated R. Well, not going to be officially Marvel, but it's going to be under the Sodi uh, brand. Well, you know, I bet you, I think Venom would have been a lot better had it been rated R. Also, and I haven't seen Morbius, but Morbius More cussing. Mor- well, <laughs> Morbius might have been a little bit better had it been rated R. You know what I mean? I like I've seen Morbius. Yeah, I haven't seen it, um, but. My guess is that if it were rated R, it might might be just a little bit more. I don't know. I don't think a rated R could have saved that. I don't I think a rated it. R could have. Saved yeah, that. I still that haven't. Could have saved like an enhanced movie. Venom, though. Right? You think Venom should have been rated R, Jake? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I've I'm, I've only seen the second one. <laughs> well, do you think it could I've have been, been enhanced? Venom. Do you feel like there, there was something missing from yeah, the movie? Even that the second one. The second. I will say based on the trailers that I saw. Yeah, I, I will say even from the trailers that I saw from Venom, it did feel like it was a dumbed down version of the character. It didn't feel like that was Venom. It was like a, I mean, it was like a sanitized version. It was like, this yeah. is a superhero movie. They made him a good guy. They made him like, you know, a relatable character. He's actually, he's good inside well, all I mean, along as opposed to like, I mean, there's parts of that's in the comics, but like definitely not the. Well, the Deadpool was rated R. Menace, he and, is, and everybody loved that movie. So that was revolutionary. Like, yeah, it was, and like, and it took forever for them to make Deadpool, and then it was leaked. You know, the footage was. I put quotations in my in the air just in case people can't see, which there's no just in case <laughs> you can't see, um, leaked, and so like, you know, I don't know. There's something to be said about like what we as viewers can handle um which deadpool is a good example of that where you put out a rated r superhero flick you can do it more than once even logan logan was rated r and it was a great movie um, so i think that if mm-hmm. if they would have you know made made venom rated r it would have been a lot better i mean i really enjoyed venom don't get me wrong and i enjoyed the second one don't like i really enjoyed them but it would have been better had they been rated R. It's not like it had Spider-Man in it. Like, what, what are the studios worried about? People are, aren't going to come and see the movie or less once people it does see have it? Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, once it does have a Spider-Man. I mean, I, even if even if Spider-Man that, had been but... in it, they still can make it rated R. But, I mean, I, I kind of get that a little more than, than Venom's solo movie. But Another big revolutionary movie that was 
rated a little bit darker was Revenge of the Sith. That was the first PG-13 Star Wars movie, and that mainly was because of Anakin and the yeah. poor youngling. Poor Dooku. Younglings? Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, there's lots of it. There's and Dooku's decapitation. Cut off. That was the one like, of the first gets, ten minutes of the film. Burned, like his whole body gets burned up. The immolation scene. Yeah, yeah. So but that like the news media, they were all over that when like, the PG thirteen rating. There's kids being little younglings being killed. You don't you don't see it except in the hologram. I didn't even know that. That's that's uh, interesting. And you see, I mean, this dark betrayal of i don't know jedi being killed i don't know the, the thematic elements could enhance uh, think, the pg-13 I rating think the official uh the official terminology used on the title card with the mpa rating is distressing themes distressing oh that themes. makes sense yeah that that's what sense. they use if they can't pin down precisely yeah. what it is it's just distressing themes shoot i felt, I felt like there's distressing themes in empire strikes back but pg <laughs> yeah, a movie that um I think should have been rated R that was only PG thirteen was Kong Skull Island. Do you guys see that? Yeah, I like. I that. haven't. There's yeah. one particular scene that uh that stood out to me immediately when you asked that question, um and that is the giant spider scene. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They're walking through this forest, and I think they are like got their machetes and they're swinging through the trees and then one of the trees out of nowhere just lifts up and then slams like the guy looks up and just a leg slams down straight into his throat right impales him to the ground and instantly like eviscerates him it was almost like a daddy long leg yeah it's like a daddy long leg but like four stories tall but apparently Um, it can pierce through your skin with its leg and, and apparently um that is a uh a homage to Cannibal Holocaust. Interesting. That's interesting. A lot of homages There's, to that movie. Which is like, leave it to, I mean, to, what a movie. That movie must be for an homage to be as intense as it was. But I think that movie definitely should have been rated R. If not but, for that scene alone, but lots of the rest of it. Like, it was wild. I went to go see it. I went to go see that movie with my pastor. I was in college, and like, collegiate pastor. Like, me, Gabby, and them all like we just were hanging out i was like let's go see a movie let's go see kong and we all just like walk like when the movie was over we all just like walked out of that theater dumbfounded from what we all just watched in each yeah. other's presence i mean i enjoyed that i didn't get to see it in theaters but even then you know i watched it when i was trying to i was getting kind of back into godzilla and you know with the new godzilla verse out now and so i was I want to have watched it. And I, I mean, I liked it. I liked Samuel Jackson in it. I like yeah. Shin Godzilla. Shin. I think Godzilla. that movie. I mean, that movie was legitimately scary in points. I think it should have been rated R. Yeah, I would agree. I think Peter Jackson's King Kong's more frightening, especially with the the tribal creatures, people. Well, have you seen the original King Kong? Yeah, that was. Uh, I think I my grandpa gave it to me on DVD. Yeah, it it. That I mean the Peter Jackson one is is just a remake, but I haven't seen the the Peter Jackson one. But I remember the last line of the Peter Jackson one, and it, Jack Black's character, I guess the director, he says it was Beauty who killed the Beast, as <laughs> and in the shots like of Kong dead on the on the ground after falling off the tower, and I think 
whatever the name of the the blonde gal is over his body. Yeah, but that that line just stuck out to me. I can still remember it, and I have owned the soundtrack for that movie. I own a lot of soundtracks. <laughs> no, uh, I uh... What, are there are there any movies you guys think shouldn't have been rated a certain rating, like maybe a downgraded, perhaps? I can't think any. I can't think of any. Top of my head. Wait, why is why was this rated PG thirteen? It was gonna been rated G. <laughs> uh, no, there's not a lot of those that I think that it could have been rated downwards. I, mean, I think Sonic the Hedgehog, maybe. I don't know. I mean, somebody, <laughs> that could have been a PG. PG. I mean, maybe some of that humor is too much for people. <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> I never, I never think about that. It's just the I think I always think about. It well, you have around. to understand they made their rating when they had Ugly Sonic. <laughs> that was that that warranted an R. With that design, <laughs> the, the, mad, that, the the stress scene. What do you, you see, see the if evolution? You're watching... sorry, sorry, go ahead, sorry. Zach, I apologize. <laughs> Where do you see the evolution of movie ratings with MPA going in the future? Because it seems like as since the '60s, '70s that society is becoming a, a bit more, I guess, cautious. Oh, liberal. Uh, just very protective. I, I feel like society is getting more liberal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, PG was once, I felt like more PG-13, but nowadays I feel like that the sensitivity of society is kind of leading into these, leading into like politics playing a, a role in ratings. And you have headlines about why a movie's rated a certain way. Do you think it's going to evolve in any way? Is it just based off you know, the current generation? Those are the people that are responsible for providing those ratings well i think it definitely will evolve as our society evolves as the general populace decides what is what's in or out of vogue that's going to affect how people yeah. rate those movies like mm-hmm. something i can imagine seeing is uh you know uh, themes covering such things as like race or homosexuality or uh class um might be fall under a more critical eye uh, by the MPA versus mm-hmm. things that are becoming more in vogue, like drugs, weed, uh, marijuana, alcohol, sex. You know, some things as a society we're becoming more liberal and accepting of, yeah. and in others we're becoming a lot more, you know, bipartisan. And, yeah, and it's like interesting. Like nowadays, you have you have disclaimers. I guess this is more for. TV shows or even movies, like, you know, Disney Plus. You have to, with the old uh, animation movies from the back of the day that had tones of racism. They'll have disclaimers yeah. nowadays saying, "Oh, by the way, this was made back in the day when it was the way it was." Just to yeah. let you know, enjoy I the mean, film. There's like a there's an episode of uh, Community that's been taken off of streaming services because uh, Chang Chang. Dresses plays. up like a, a dark elf or something like that. But yeah, looks Which, more you like know, blackface. Over overstating the fact that Chang himself is, if you want to look at, if you're going to go look at it by race, Chang himself is a caricature of Asian. Yeah, you know, persuasion like that itself is a racist persuasion. If we're going to look at race that way, then having him play a fictional character that's in essentially blackface. You call it blackface. It's a fictional race. And that was the whole point of the joke is the fact that he was doing it and all the other characters thought it was wrong, mm-hmm. you know, but they become so sensitive in situations like that. 
that they just remove it entirely instead of facing the possibility of back life, backlash or confrontation. Yeah. I remember that was on when I was when I watched community for the first time and the second time and the third, like I had seen that episode a few times. I didn't realize that it had been taken off, but I haven't watched community um, in a little bit, but I do remember seeing that and thinking, uh Oh, <laughs> kind of thing. And, but then he explained <laughs> uh -oh. it and he's like, you know, he's, he's a fictional elf from a fictional world and blah, blah, blah. blah. And so I, I mean, I could see where people would get, get upset. Cause I mean, it wasn't, yeah. but it all was like, to say, I think Zach, going back to your question is some things are going to become more restrictive of and other things I think will become more liberal and accepting you, of, you know, what's funny is I was watching an episode of Rick and Morty. And this first time I saw it, Rick and Morty, because Rick and Morty's pretty, and it's the same, you know, same creator as the guy who did Community, Dan Harmon. Mm -hmm. He created Rick and Morty as well. And um, I've never seen a, a disclaimer in front of a Rick and Morty episode, but there's one that depicts suicide, and so they mm -hmm. had a disclaimer on the front on the front of the episode, and I was like, oh my god, that like if it's on a Rick and Morty episode, you know, it must be it must be kind of for real. Yeah, suicide, racism, what other reasons for disclaimers these days? If uh, the sound has been cut out in a scene, I'm just kidding. I know that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> that's a, you know, I went to <laughs> I went to see uh I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy and it there was a sign out there that said that both Guardians of the Galaxy and Little Mermaid have scenes of like not like racism, but just like I think it was scenes that could cause seizures or something like that. I don't mm -hmm. remember exactly what it was, but they both did, and I'm just like, like I get like. That's, I'm gonna go that's, sit in a dark box and have lights streamed. Into I mean, my seriously, eyes. like British British film and TV, they really provide those disclaimers like up front, like even in news before news reports before packages, they'll say, you know, before you watch this, the. The, the, yeah, this this just this story contains flash imagery and photography or something. Yeah, else. well, they also just charge you for simply owning a TV. So <laughs> <laughs> now you can't sue us, okay? Well, I watched um, the show it, A Small Light. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but it's about um, Meep Meep. Uh, what's her last name? Guys, geese. Or I can't remember. With Anne but Frank, she, yeah, yeah. She's the secretary of Anne Frank's mm -hmm. uh, father. And she helps hide them for two years. And it's a really good show. But there were a few episodes that had those, you know, um, disturbing images type disclaimers in front of it. So I, I think oh. that that's a good thing. I mean, that's a great thing to do. Absolutely. That. Like, um, it's just like, hey, this is what's going on. Uh, you need, you know, if you need to turn the TV off, turn it off now. And, and that happened with, and I think I told you guys this, um, with the short films, the Oscar short films. So we watched, you know, all the ones that were um, the animated ones specifically, all the ones that were good for everybody. And then the last one, which is called My Year as a Virgin, it, it had a disclaimer that said, like, this is, you know, this is a movie about a girl trying to essentially girl trying to lose her virginity. If, you know, kids need to to leave if you don't want them in there kind of thing. So yeah. disclaimers are you know, the last yeah, yeah, exactly. Save it for last for one and two. Let's put a disclaimer in between to let you know that you know your kids should probably leave. <laughs> it's just so interesting though, since I grew up in the nineties, I don't I, early two thousand. I don't remember all these no me disclaimers and you know, politically charged reasons as to why uh, to I let get people it. know about this. I but think it's society's it, evolved. I guess yeah, or, however I, you want to view it. <laughs> referring directly to your question, 
um, there has been accusations of raiding creep. Uh, raiding what? And so creep? raiding like... creep. creep. Yeah. So a study was put out by the Harvard <laughs> School of Public Health in 2004 and concluded that there has been a significant increase in the level of profanity sex and violence in films released between 1992 and 2003 findings demonstrated that ratings creep has occurred over the last decade and that movies when the study was done contain more violence sex and profanity on average than movies of the same rating a decade ago interesting that follows my theories i feel like we'll be we are becoming more liberal and what we allow Uh, yeah i would agree with that too but going to theaters like even going back to blonde again you know it's like let's give it a limited release and you know people like zach can go see it in theaters and and it is very much more liberal um but you know you also have these disclaimers that kind of release release filmmakers and studios of of some sort of liability for the most part i'm sure there were like you said there was some backlash even probably even if there were disclaimers for what blonde yeah, but I don't know if there are disclaimers yeah, yeah. for blonde. What are your thoughts? I mean, it's, it's kind of annoying to me. People have their own opinions as to why they won't see a film. I feel like the just the headlines and the articles about blonde and those certain scenes just immediately threw, it turned people away, like turned them off to, to not even give it a chance. And it was a movie that's the on NC-17 Netflix. The NC-17 rating is often considered the kiss of death. The kiss yeah. of death. Because people won't yeah, watch it. Just it's also considered the kiss of death because precisely that reason. Yeah. People see that it's NC-17 it's and porn. assume, for better or worse, that, yeah, it's just gratuitous in one way or another. It's sick. But people yeah. that are like movie uh, you know, critics and really appreciate are open-minded. I feel like those are the folks that can see and understand perhaps like what they're going for. But yeah, not everyone's like even, that. Majority I of think, people aren't like that. <clears throat> I think if anything else, Rotten Tomatoes has shown that the general audience opinion and the critics', critics opinion. opinion of movies critics, do not correlate. Quote, unquote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and so if a movie wants to get seen by general audiences, have a have a major release, get their money back, you know, for the most part, they need to be, you know, rated R or below. Yeah. And NC Seventeen has been criticized for that because instead of instead of you know, committing to the vision that for directors had for their movie, a lot of directors are cutting back and getting that R rated. And so for someone like you, Zach, who appreciate, you know, the art above everything, there's a lot of movies that are uh that are being cut apart because yeah. they don't want that NC. Quentin rating. Quentin Tarantino's films, a lot of his films I feel like could ward themselves to maybe being NC seventeen at, at times, especially I with like violence and Quentin weird situations. Really, yeah, I feel like Quentin is really good at that art form as well of towing the line between ratings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think also it helps that blonde, you know, release straight to streaming. You know, because one thing I've I was been listening to Office Ladies and they they talk about a lot of standards and practices, which is a department within networks that will say, hey, you need to bleep the F word and make sure to blur it and also make sure you don't see any instance of the mouth making the F word. You know what I mean? Like they were on top of it, making sure that things were, you know, above board, whereas with streaming services and you know back in the day before streaming services it was hbo and showtime and stuff and and um stars and stuff that 
they they were more like you said jake liberal with what they put on screen um as opposed to you know networks like fox and all that stuff um with streaming services it's kind of the same thing where they can pretty much do whatever they want you know as long as this studio that's fronting the money for this is is kind of okay with it it's like it's like with Andrew Dominic, it's like, hey, I want to make this movie about Marilyn Monroe and I want it to be rated NC-17. I don't know if that's what happens, Zach, but, you know, I'm just hype. There's a hypothetical here. And they're like, all right, you know, we're a streaming service. We can pretty much do what we want, as opposed to if they wanted to release it in theaters worldwide, they might have to cut it down to it. That'd be more of a, a bigger financial gamble, having it yeah. released in theaters. As an, NC- yeah. as an NC-17 movie. But yeah. if they, if they wanted... It, if it were a studio, my my guess is unless that studio really believed in this director in this movie, they're going to be like, well, if you want to release it in theaters worldwide, you need to, you know, you need to bring it down to an R rating. But like I thought, no PG thirteen versus R for no Joker was perhaps kind of a gamble to get people to see the the film. I mean, we're talking about Joker, a well established. Everyone's a lot of the people have heard of the infamous Batman villain, but to have it the movie about Joker. Joker being rated R. I mean, yeah, that was that was, kind of, that was kind of a gutsy, yeah, I, thing in my yeah. opinion. But I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they did it. I don't know if I could do a Joker PG-13 movie. I don't know like, what they they probably would have omitted the scene where Arthur Fleck kills that mm-hmm. big kills dude. Sick, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I, I think that's the language. The first, I mean, yeah. I, it, uh, PG-13 got us Heath Ledger's Joker, which I think is the best version you could do. Of Under Joker and that rating. Under oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's that was dark. the best you can do with a PG thirteen. What rating. you know me, Jared Leto? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Old Jared Leto, like ah, uh, that's a whole I feel bad for him. Yeah, he got to he redeemed himself a little bit, I think, in uh, Justice League in Morbius. <laughs> Does he really say it's Bourbon time, or is that just a meme? I think that's just a meme. Oh, I haven't seen it, but just, I think that's, that's just, just a meme, dude. Yeah. He does say I'm Batman. No, he Doesn't says it? I'm Venom. I'm Venom. Oh. oh, I thought he said I'm Batman. Okay, no. that'd be weird. Is it I'm Batman? Is that when he's like I'm Venom, and then he's like I'm just kidding or whatever? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, we are Venom. I wanted to show you guys this real quick. Don't you, you love him? Beautiful. Don't you love him? I'm showing for, for them those, the ugly Sonic. Yeah. That's ugly Sonic. I was like, yeah. trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah. It doesn't look too ugly, that one, to be honest. Yeah. He looks okay in this. It's a poster I found. I went to a Comic-Con, and they were selling these 11 by 17 movie posters. And wow. I saw this, and I was like, I got to have that. I got to have that. Because he can't see his teeth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that probably helps that he's, but he's, but you can see his muscular legs and stuff, and it's just like I would have been fine with that design, but just keep the the mouth closed. Yeah, it just looks like those, like a kid dressed up as Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) So anyway, sorry. So uh, closing remarks. What do you guys think of the uh, MPA? Is it doing its job? What needs to change? No, I think that that there are that they're movies that are rated R, you know, that, but with the exception of like Venom, you know, in the last ten, five, 10 years, it really hasn't, I haven't seen really any issues of being like, Oh my God, this should have been rated R. It's like, if it's rated R, it's, it's, it's rated R or if it's rated PG 13, it's probably, you know, it needs to be rated PG 13 kind of thing. And I'm really glad really that like, good job. yeah, I th- I th- I'm glad that Deadpool was able to become a rated R. They did release a PG 13 version of, of it with Fred Savage, um, which I thought was kind of funny, but which a you know, creative way of doing that. Yeah. And, and so like they, it, they did it on purpose. I did it cause I thought it was funny and that, that's, it was, it was fine. But like, 
um yeah i think so far so good you know what i mean like there really hasn't been anything that i'm like oh my god i can't believe this is ready pg-13 besides venom yeah i'm fine with mpa overall just it's uh, it's interesting to analyze yeah how society has kind of influenced i I believe the way that movies are rated is again you know movies back in the 70s 80s pgs i mean had all this nudity and maybe some language or a lot worse yeah and nowadays uh, pgs are very crystal clean and for everyone (laughs) yeah yeah i mean even now like they have the reasons you know on on the the banners right before trailers as as to why or some some of the reasons maybe that's to why it's been rated that way like like pg like you could mention smoking there's Mm -hmm. scenes of drug use Mm -hmm. yeah i know for stranger things there is a lot of upheaval at least maybe a vocal minority but when it came to this 80s theme show depicting young people smoking Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. i'm surprised because they think it's going to encourage young people to smoke yeah. spoke i understand I'm, I'm surprised that they weren't like we need to take that dungeons and dragons scene out at the very beginning of the very first episode <laughs> <laughs> like come on come on because they're kids you know it's just i like dungeons and dragons i feel like you know dungeons and dragons are back in vogue yeah and i would be i i agree too um you know it's just nobody really cares anymore back then you if you were playing dungeons and dragons you were a big fat nerd you weren't just a nerd you were like nerd hardcore you know what mm-hmm. i mean like and and not only that but like same with kind of harry potter is christians did not like dungeons and dragons they thought it summoned demons and all this stuff which there are demons in dungeons and dragons um but like if you this is going to summon demons and all this bad stuff's going to happen yeah but lastly i just wanted to say i think when i get become a father one day and have kids i think i'll pay attention more uh, to the ratings of movies obviously because i'm a big movie guy and yeah, me take too. my kids to a theater I mean, it's like one of the things i look look forward to in life and even yeah. sitting at home and showing how many how many kids i have and that the version of star wars i want them to see and <laughs> yeah you would the lord yeah. of the rings extended you know, editions only you know it's uh, funny we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna watch the originals as god intended <laughs> yes <laughs> you know you you saying that reminded me of something real quick i i don't have kids of course but i have nieces and nephews and one of them i you know i my best friend and his wife have kids and i consider them my niece and nephew and there was one day um they, I had to watch them real quick so my my friend could run to to the store. So I just was like, I was like, oh, what do I, what do y'all want to watch? And they didn't really respond. So I was like, all right, well, we'll just watch. I just turned on Family Guy, right? I turned on Family Guy and I just walked out of the room for a second. And then I was listening. Right. I was I was at the time they were probably like four and two, or maybe three and oh, one. Buddy. I don't. I don't understand what's going on then. Well, it was at the age where Asher, um, who at the time was probably around three or four, I don't really remember exactly, but. He, he was kind of impressionable and I was like working on something and, but I could hear it. And I was like, I should probably change this. Like to me, family guy, even at the time when it came out, when I was 1999, I was, you know, 11, 12 years old watching it. It didn't, it wasn't a big deal to me, but you know, as an adult, even if they're not my kids, I was like, I need to put on like adventure time or something. Cause this is probably not the show yeah. for them. Oh, yeah, put, put on something there's, a little bit more safe. Some like children's movies. So like I have a I have a daughter. She's almost three. 
And there's even some children's shows that I watched as a kid. I'm like, oh, this will be a good, this will be a good show for her. Like even, and not even bad, like Lion King. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great show for her. And then they get to the the scene where it's like all the wildebeests and like Mufasa, like, you know, and uh, I'm just like watching her watch this film. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know what? It's probably going to be traumatizing for her. This is probably, this is probably a little traumatizing yeah. for her. I should probably change this to something. Or, it's just like your, your perspective does change, which I think is smart. Mm-hmm. Going back to our subject, I think it's smart that they use parents as a basis for this film because as a parent like you guys just mentioned it i can confirm it my attention on what is in movies is is a lot more on cue now Mm -hmm. like even tv shows like i'm i'm watching mickey mouse with her i'm watching you know pal puppy pals and all the stuff that we have on like i keep an eye on all of that because i'm very very aware of what she's watching and so mm-hmm. kudos yeah. to them on that was smart because i don't think there's a better demographic to be rating those than a parent absolutely i would agree do you agree with the little mermaids rating that it was given just was i don't i haven't even seen what it's rated i don't even know what that yeah, is. what's it rated nc-17 <laughs> I mean, I went and saw. I went and saw it, and I didn't think it was rated NC seventeen. But you saw the uncut version. Yeah, the very un- the ma- major. Um, yeah, that's the movie where they forgot to add the VFX shells. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, do you think it warranted its PG rating? Yeah, like it's the exact same movie. It's just titties out. <laughs> so why was I mean, the original G the animated? I mean, and there was PG because as, as li- live actors, maybe. I mean, and and I don't know. I have no idea. Like, it, it it seemed fine to me. I mean, added stuff. I mean, there was drinking. Yeah, that's true. There was drinking because they, um, you know, Eric, Eric, Prince Eric was also kind of not really a pirate, but you know, they they sailed on a boat and stuff. And so there is a scene they added. You know, about forty five minutes to this movie. Um, including credits so maybe like 20 or 30 minutes and uh there's a scene where they're all drinking on the boat and singing and stuff so and then you know they have parties lavish parties and stuff so it possibly could be that um, did the villain kill anyone or turn them into bones or whatever like an animated well one? he did uh you want me to spoil it well it's not really spoiling if you've seen the animated one he she does like with king triton um she doesn't kill him, of course. He comes back because if you've seen the first one, you know. But he, but instead, in the first one, he turns into one of her little plants, right? But in this one, he just dissolves. Mm. Spoiler alert! Sorry, everybody. Plant seems more plant. disturbing. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> because you know, it's just like there's like these little plants that are just like super sad, and uh, they—they're all this, her victims. Yeah, they're all her victims. And this one, she doesn't. You don't see all her victims. It's you. It's just him, and he doesn't turn into any plant. He just dissolves, and so and then Wait. they also they also I mean, made the Ursula. Little Mermaid dissolves in the original book. Does she really? Yeah, yeah. It's not a happy ending in the book. Yeah, they, Disney's really good at taking those those books that aren't happy endings and turning you know them what? into these children's we, movies. We need Guillermo del Toro's version of Little Mermaid now. Yeah, <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that. Hard same animation bit. style. As Pinocchio was good. Yeah. So anyway, quote, wrap this all up. Yeah. NBA, a cool system. It's if you realize it or not, you uh, interact with stuff they have their hand in almost every day. Every time you watch a trailer, there's been uh, some thought and effort 
put into that. Indeed. As you're listening to this podcast, they're probably watching a movie right now that's going to be released in the coming months. Absolutely. Your next film could be could be being rated right now. Your next favorite film. It's under that microphone, under the uh, magnifying glass. Yeah, I would. I would like to be part of that group. How do you get involved? How much you get paid? I don't know, but I I actually think did um who who was it on the morning crew at KATV who reviewed movies? KATV. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who reviewed movies at KATV. I know that KRK Shapiro. KRK Renee Shapiro. Oh yeah, it was Renee Renee Shapiro. It was Renee. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't know for sure, so I can't. I can't. I can't dox her because I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if she was on that because I know she watched movies every week. Yeah, and they had her like she was a part of a program. She's on the Oscars uh, selection process, or she's associated with the Oscars somehow. She gets movies ahead of time. That's crazy. I need to figure out how to get on that. There's a guy. I wouldn't be surprised if she was a part of it. Yeah, there's a guy at um channel four that was the same he would come in every every week to do movie reviews but he also came in every week as like a political person on channel four and then do the movie reviews on channel 16 um his name is michael cook and um he he, i've seen him at the oscars before because i him and i are friends on facebook i've seen him you know having to go go to the oscars and now that you mentioned it i'm like maybe he's part of some grander organization that uh i need to be part of yeah (laughs) Get in touch, baby. Yeah, I need to figure that out. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Good fucking episode, guys. Really yeah. fucking good. Just fantastic. Yeah. Totally yeah, fucking really good. good. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hit us up on... Uh, let's uh, real quick. Let's let's get the social medias out. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and also you can listen to us on any anywhere that really gets your podcast for the most part. And then big ones: Spotify, uh, Apple, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. How's so, that OnlyFans coming along? I'm still working seems on quite it. fitting for this episode. A lot, of, a lot, of, episode. lot of verification to be in to uh, <laughs> that's involved in OnlyFans. So, uh, yeah. So hit us up on any one of those. If you have some episode or ideas for episodes, you know you can let us know. And anything you want us to talk about, let us know. And uh, hopefully we can we can uh, do that. So yeah. thanks for listening and have a fantastic day. Bye. Bye.